Oh, that's so good. It really is. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Imagine Me and Utena. I am Panda, and I'm here with my friend Alice. How are you, Alice? I'm doing pretty good. Tonight, we are here with another episode of Friends Like That, our series where I ask people that I'm friends with or that I think are cool or both. And I asked them to come on my podcast. And one of these people is my dear friend, Serena. How are you this evening? I'm doing well. And I'm so excited to be here with you both today. This is very exciting. I've never been on a podcast before. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We we get to be here for your podcast debut. I was going to say, I couldn't have picked a better one to start with. Oh, you're so sweet. I didn't know this was a whole series or like a different series. What different series do you have within the podcast itself? Well, we just, I like to kind of separate things by header because we do a lot of random things. So we had like the main show where we were just reviewing like all the episodes. Mm -hmm. And then when we finished the episodes and like the movie and the manga and stuff, we started doing some character focus episodes where I invited people on who like feel very strongly about a particular character and just that was just the focus of the discussion but friends like that comes from a quote uh it's we'll get to why but it's farther in Utena than you've seen uh but it's just a there's a line where uh Utena says to Anthe you know like you can talk to me about stuff I want us to be friends like that oh that's sweet yeah and I like it and so I decided to make it the title of this like little sub podcast within the podcast mm. where I just have on people for for all ranges of reasons. We don't necessarily have like maybe one specific topic. Yeah. So uh, and you are here because you are my friend and I would like for everyone to know how you got into Revolutionary Girl Utena. That's a good question. I actually have forgotten that's where we got the name for the series from. <laughs> I figured it was a quote of some kind, but it wasn't one that I recognized, but I figured it was going to come up later. Um, you'll probably get to that episode and you'll be like, ah, there it is. I get it. I see it. It's so fun being able to watch stuff happen in contests. I'm re- or context, rather. I'm really excited to get to the part where it's like allegory, allegory or allegoriest, because I've seen oh, screenshots yeah. of that all the time. And I really want to know what that's all about so good um but yes i believe i actually first started watching utina a few years ago like 2017 or something like that i had been going over to a friend's house who lives decently close by to where i am because they're super 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 into the show and they've been trying to get me to watch it for a while and i think we got through like maybe the first seven episodes or so and then I didn't see them for a while because I think I went back to school um, and then a bunch of other stuff happened and they were at school too. So I completely forgot everything that happened. <laughs> I was just looking through like the screenshots I have on my phone to find the exact date where I started again this year because I was like, oh, it's pandemic. I finished one very long anime series. I might as well try to do this one. It's pretty comparatively short. You have been powering through some anime, I really my have. Please, please tell the audience the I things you have watched in their entirety recently. Yes. So what's what's the phrase I'm looking for? 
prior prior to having all this time to myself, I I love I love to watch anime, but I can never motivate myself to do it just because I'm so tired all the time. Um, but since I had all this time to myself, I have been on a Togashi binge. So I finished all of Hunter Hunter in like two weeks, and then I finished all of Yu Yu Hakusho in like two weeks. And recently, I've been streaming the entirety of Yu Yu Hakusho again with like. 12 of my friends um we're watching the dub this time versus the sub and we're almost done with that too so wow, i've watched wow. the dub of you hawk show is one of my favorite things on planet it's earth so good oh my god after i'd finished the um the sub uh, panda i think audrey's gonna be on this show at some point too oh yes like literally the episode after this <laughs> Fuck yes, I love it. But Audrey was yelling at me to watch the dub, and I was like, please, Audrey, I literally just finished this. Can I have a break? And then I'm like, just kidding. We're going to watch it again. It's going to be great. So just those shows alone, it's been like 300 episodes of anime, which is more than I've watched in the entire 24 years of my life prior. <laughs> you know who he, you know who he's, you know who he's married to? Um, Sa- I don't even know her name, but the magaka of Sailor Moon. Like the pillars of classic anime are married to each other. That is It's so good. It just, it makes me very, very happy. I think in volume one of Hunter Hunter, there's a little drawing of the that he did. And it's so cute and it warms my heart so much. There's like a couple cameos. I think there's like um, an Usagi doll that shows up in the anime too Mm -hmm. at some point. I love when creators do stuff like that. I think it's really, really fun. So cute. In hindsight, it kind of makes sense that Hunter Hunter has some interesting, like, gendery elements because yeah. Oh, well, now it totally makes sense when you realize that he's literally married to the creator of Sailor Moon. That was where that came from. It's really fun. It's been so neat watching kind of like the seeds of Hunter Hunter show up in Yu Yu Hakusho. Like, Definitely. I can totally see how he's figuring out how Nen works and stuff like that, and how it's going to get fleshed out later. It's it was really difficult to not make those comparisons just because I watched them one right after the other. But they both like they feel so different, but. At the same time, you can definitely see how they've come from the same person and like the commonalities that they have. It's fun. It's been a good time. It's I don't know if you are going to be watching any other Ikuhara properties, but you can actually see sort of a similar thing with like yeah. his most recent series, Sarah Zanmai, is yes. very much like it has built on every series that he's done prior and That's so in many cool. obvious ways. And it's just Oh, it's so good. I actually I rewatched Sarah's Amai this week in preparation That's great. for uh, another episode. And yeah. it's just, oh, it's so good. I think you would really like Sarah's Amai. <laughs> I remember seeing everyone freak the hell out about it and like all the live tweets that were happening as it was coming out. And it looks like it's a lot of fun. It's and wild. I've been wanting to watch some more Ikuhara stuff. So maybe maybe this will be the time for me to do that after I'm done. So you're back into Utena. Yes. Tell me about that. Was is was it just like the one friend that tried to get you into Utena or has this been like on is this one of those things that's been on your list? It's been on my list for a good amount of time. Like even before I started watching anime and I was just on Tumblr, I would see it all the time and I just had a list in my head like, "Oh, I got to watch this at some point." And it's something that I know a lot of my friends like, but I do have another friend that actually has written a bunch of series of essays about Nanami specifically, but like other stuff related to Yutana. You have my um, attention. She's very, very, yeah, she's. I was. I was yelling at her. I really want her to try and come on this podcast, but I don't know if it's like 
podcasting is her thing if it's something she'd be comfortable doing but i'm trying to like not so subtly nudge her like hey hey even you should if, talk like, about this even if she doesn't really feel up to coming on the show if she wanted to maybe like just like write something up and send it in yeah. i'd be happy to we could read it on the show and talk about it so mm. you know offers open and that goes for everybody basically if you're if you feel like you really want to participate in this podcast but you are scared of coming on the show for whatever reason (laughs) you could just shoot me an email shoot me a dm you know like well we'd be happy to uh read something that you wrote and talk about it on the podcast that's very cool okay i'll keep that in mind i know the essays are like out to the public so i'll dig the links up to those and send them to you i'm waiting till i'm done with the series to read them but i'm really really excited of course. um but yes so two two friends mainly who are also friends with each other are like the main reasons that i'm getting into the show and i guess you too panda because i've seen it a lot more just from becoming friends with you in the more recent past yeah, probably um, <laughs> which is fine i love it i love it um but shockingly like with all this stuff that i've seen i really didn't know what the series was about like yeah, me neither. in any meaningful capacity which is kind of nice because yeah. i am very some things there are some things where i don't care and i'll just like read the entire wiki before i get into a series but i'm very spoiler reverse to this show i just want to be able to experience it as organically as possible and kind of come to my own conclusions about things but it's also a very complicated series, so sometimes I'm at a loss for, like, how to approach or process something, and I'm like, I don't know, should I ask my friends what's going on here, or should I just, like, try and figure it out? It's probably something that I'm going to have to watch multiple times to get the full gist of. Yeah, probably. But, but I imagine that's true for a lot of people. Uh, the, the dub is... Uh contentious is a nice word to use for it but i like it because it's got a very early 2000s dubbing feel to it uh rachel lillis who was misty and uh oh that's fun in pokemon plays utina and that's so good I don't, I don't remember if you've seen any of Steven Universe but Connie's dad is Togo that's so funny holy shit I mean Uh, that's right I wow. did not know that actually. That's yeah, so <laughs> yeah. I'm a I'm a oot and a dub apologist. <laughs> You're so valid. I have been getting a lot more into dubs lately, just appreciating them for like you know what they are as yeah. a work of media. So maybe I will watch the dub for my second go around just to see what it's like. I always do like to compare at least one episode of a series because mm-hmm. um, I think it's fun to see how they handle the different voices and. How they make the characters seem different. So, um, who who's your favorite character? That's so a far? good question. I really like Wakaba just because she is, I don't know how much like me she is, but I always gravitate towards characters that remind me of myself because I'm just that self-absorbed. And I think her personality <laughs> is really fun. Um, I like how she's always calling Utena her true love. I think it's really cute. Yeah, I wasn't expecting a lot of, like, the lesbianism of this series to be quite so overt. <laughs> like, the stuff with um, Shiori and Jury. I oh, had yeah. no idea that was coming whatsoever. I remember that really kind of took me by surprise the first time as well. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, you, you know it's going to be there. People tell you and, like, you can kind of tell. the opening and... is extremely... Yeah, it's, yes. it's just advertising it that way. But you're like, okay, yeah. surely it's not going to be the way of the show because, you know, it's the time period. Yeah. And it's just a super obvious, like, 
yeah, that's just what happened between them. I was like, oh. It's oh. like, yes, this is literally someone that I was in love with. And I was like, what? Are you, this wasn't going to be something that I had to, like, infer? You're just going to come out and say it? It was such a pleasant surprise. I loved it. That kind of went away from the favorite character question. I also like Mickey a lot. Even when I, like, first watched it several years ago, I was very, very attached to him. Just, like, that's just the kind of character that I like. Don't say that. Don't say that. They'll never let you live it down. I was going to say yeah? that uh, future guest Audrey that has already been mentioned yes. is yeah. uh, planning to come on the show as uh, Mickey Stan. Self-appointed Mickey so, Stan, yeah. Looking forward to that. That was not uh, that was not a character choice that I expected from her, so I'm very interested. Really? How this yeah i mean maybe not like totally unexpected it's just like mm-hmm. i don't know well we will we will see when audrey comes okay. on the show yeah i i saw that and i was like maybe maybe i am also mickey stan i don't know who would you have pegged as audrey's favorite i'm not sure is the thing it's one of those things where like i don't know what i expected it just wasn't that yeah. i yeah. got you who would you have pegged as my favorite i mean i would have i would have guessed wakaba <laughs> Yeah. Like, I mean, she's, she's, so good. she's so good and she's so sweet and she's just like mm-hmm. the most ultimate, pure, best friend. Energy. Exactly. She's and I love Tomoyo that. from Cardcaptor Sakura. Wakaba's like a character free role where like, I, there's no, surely there's no one who doesn't like Wakaba, you know? Yeah, absolutely. If you don't like Wakaba, I don't understand you. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe this is not the show for you, if that's the case. Right? I'm not sure anime is for you if you don't like Wakaba. Exactly! <laughs> I think she's got a lot of really charming, like, character quirks, too. I like that she's always, like, nearly knocking Utena out of a window by jumping on her and stuff like that. I think her voice is really fun. Um, her, like, vocal inflection is really cute. Um, but what else was I going to say? Yeah, I don't know. She's very cool, and I was excited to see her kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? how her character kind of got broken down a little bit in Black Rose arc. I knew that was coming because Siobhan had talked to me about it a little bit. Um, and I was very excited to see that happen. And how to far- see her. Oh, no, you're good. Um, yes. How far I just finished um, Black Rose arc actually like a half hour ago or so. Panda, I know I told you I was done with it. I actually only got halfway through the last episode in that arc um, several, several weeks ago. And I was like, okay, I got to finish this before I go on the podcast tonight. I don't know why I only watched half the episode. I got really overwhelmed because it was so pretty. And I was just compulsively taking screenshots of everything. And I was like, okay, I got to take a break. It is. It's my favorite art. It's really, yeah. I was, I mean, I haven't seen the uh, the other two, but I have a feeling it's going to be my favorite arc as well. Like immediately, first episode, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be, this is going to be something different." The stakes have risen, and I fucking love it. I'm actually curious if you've had this experience. Watching Black Rose is such a different experience to watching the first kind of arc. Yeah, and that like every episode of Black Rose is like fatiguing. Because it seems like every little tiny thing in that episode is so packed with meaning yes. or sort of like in, innuendo or sort of yes. in, in, implication that it exhausts you way quicker. I completely understand what you're saying. Um, I have a friend, Vivi, who's also been watching Utena for the first time. Maybe I can approach her about being on the show, too. Um, But we're sort of at the same place in the series, and we were just, like, talking amongst each other about what's going on and how Utena's kind of a hard show to binge. Like, that's the reason it's been so long, and I've gotten through other 100-plus episode series, but I'm only halfway through Utena. 
Um, it's just something I feel like I really need to take my time with. As opposed to Hunter Hunter, which is extremely bingeable because you absolutely need to see what's going to happen next. Exactly! <laughs> Except where oh I am God. because I'm in Chimera Ant Arc and everything is suffering! It's terrible. Are you watching- hold on, say that again. Are you watching it for the first time? Yeah, no. I've been, yeah, I've I've been very slowly watching Hunter <gasps> Hunter for the first time over the past. Oh, that's year. so exciting! Oh my oh, god! Oh, it's adorable that you think that you just like that it's just suffering. Like you think that what you have now is suffering. It's don't, so good. Don't talk to me. <laughs> I love Chimera <laughs> Antarctic. It keeps going, and then it turns into like the next the arc after the next arc is just straight up like what if it's a mess. It's it's what if Hunter Hunter was like um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. For no reason. That's that's a good way to put it. I think a lot the of wall, political drama. Part. It's just I like Chimera Ant Arc, but it's also just Me a too. lot of it's very heavy, and I just need no, to like, absolutely. I I can't always watch like like where I was before, just watching like you know like five episodes in a sitting. Like sometimes yeah. it'll be like maybe maybe one, maybe two if I'm feeling yeah. generous. <laughs> but I oh, Hunter Hunter is so good. It's really good, and I'm so excited for you. I didn't know this was your first time. You have to tell me everything. I, of even though I'm so new to it too, but I really love Chimera and Arc just because I, I love to suffer, and that's why I'm so <laughs> excited about where this show is going to go too. Because I know it's going to oh, get yeah. terrible, oh, and I yeah. love it. When you were talking about like liking things with like toxic relationships, it's like oh, buddy, yeah. oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> So, so lovely Miss Abby says words, um, that you quiz that she put out recently that was like, which Utena ship are you? And I took it and I think I, I got Mickey and Kozue as my result. And I was like, guys, what does this mean? Because I, at the time, had no idea who they were, had no idea that they were related. And I was like, guys, what does this say about me? What am I to take from this? And then I saw other people's results and I was like, oh, all of this is incest. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to be quite so prominent. I don't yeah. know why. I don't. That's. I don't know why. That's one of the things that I didn't know about the series going into it. It's probably because we don't like to just. Yeah, yeah okay. that makes sense. Metaphor, we don't like, like to advertise all the time. That, every time <laughs> I'm trying to get somebody in the series, I'm yeah. like, okay, you just need to like. You need to understand that there's a lot of incest in here, but it's not. But that's the point. Like other anime incest, exactly. It's not like, ooh, ooh, look how scandalous. It's like, yeah, ugh, look how oh, fucking scandalous. I mean, it's it's. Is it a metaphor? Yes. Is it more than? Is it kind of also a weird fixation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's not. Those two it, things it can, can coexist, you know. It could be citrus. <laughs> yeah, but I'm. I I don't know if enjoying is the right word, but I appreciate it for delving into those kinds of topics and relationships. Um, yeah. Like you said, I appreciate the toxicity of it. I like to explore that and to see how it's going to take it. So I'm excited to see how everything will break down in the future. Yeah, because like the the ending is a very definite like like this is the ending of the series. Like, yes. Now, my question with that is, because I know there's a movie, how does the movie then fit in to the the universe and what happens? Excellent question, Serena. And the answer is that the movie is, I could give you two answers about the movie, but one of Mm -hmm. those answers is spoilery and it involves Alice. 
It involves Alice and I's pet fan theory about how all of the uh, Utena universe works together. But for the sake of no spoilers, what I can tell you is that the movie is sort of a condensed retelling of the general major beats of the series. That's what I figured. Kind of a different ending ish. It's very mm. much like an abstract art piece. It's okay. Absolutely fucking stunning. The animation okay. is like like top notch. Like so good, so beautiful. And I'm, I'm I can't excited. wait for you to watch it. Are you familiar with um Gundam at all? Not more than okay. like as a name. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just gonna say um, the way that Gundam does its um, series is that there are different mm. timelines. So they can okay. just start a new one if they want to. It's kind of yeah. like that. Much like how, you know, Gundam Wing, which was when I was a kid, was kind mm-hmm. of just, was kind of a redux of the original show in some ways. The mm-hmm. movie is a, its own thing that is also kind of being the show again. But okay. what if we made it like 10 years later and weirder? Yeah. Hey, I'm all for weirder. I'm very excited. Weirder is the operative word for sure, but in a good, a very good way, in my opinion. The movie is also, uh, I would say controversial, but there are definitely people who prefer the series and the Mm -hmm. way that the series tackles everything. I just, I like all of it because it's all fun. The manga is, uh, the manga is its own beast. The manga was I was going to say separately from the anime and is not that's what i was gonna ask it's the the anime is not based on the manga and the manga is not a straight adaptation of the anime they kind of they follow similar uh similar large plot points but Mm -hmm. the mangaka has like her own take on some of the stuff that happens don't you know they're all connected like here i'll show you my large um diagram yes exactly with the red string the the charlie day i'm only partially literally that moment but i'm only partially kidding like i have a whole thing i don't blame you and i am happy to like go into that once i get to a point where i can understand it we will definitely have you back i was gonna say once like i'm done with the series and like maybe right i can come right after i watch the movie or something so it's all kind of refreshed in my mind i think that'd be a lot of fun to see how things change so yeah it is kind of similar then in structure and like the way all the different things relate to each other to like Evangelion and the rebuild movies and the manga because yeah. I know they're all sort of like slightly yeah, different. Yeah. Is good, which the, is the rebuild movies is an excellent comparison. That's what that's what I was thinking when you first said the like oh yeah it's just kind of the same but you know a little bit a little bit skewed. Yeah. But that's cool. That'll be a good way to like kind of remember everything that's happened after I've gotten to the end. Yeah. I'm obsessed with the art direction in the show. I think it's fantastic. Oh, it's so good. I'm I'm a compulsive anime screenshot taker. I've got like 300 pictures in my folder for Utena right now. There's so many like visual tropes that have come up again and again that I really love. I love the paneling that they do in certain shots where it'll be like a shot inside of another one that's already there. Or like how they have like a border around something that's a photograph and they have stuff coming out of the picture plane of the photograph into the rest of the... I love stuff like that. I think it's really cool. It's so cool. All the all the visual motifs, like the excess in this show, how they'll like take something and just then take it to the extreme. Like there's shots where it's just an entire wall of pinwheels or something like that. And then a ton of balloons, especially in Black Rose Arc with all the desks and like 
the little objects on top of them that yeah. symbolize whatever the hell the person is going through. I love that. I'm obsessed. I think it's, it's really so cool. Incredible. Like th- like I love how nonsensical some of the imagery mm-hmm. can seem. Like there's a, a, one of the scenes that I always think of is like when it's during a student council meeting. I don't even know mm-hmm. if this is don't remember if this is one that you've seen yet because I don't remember mm-hmm. which episode this is. But like Toka is asking some questions and like throw it like Mickey is like up against a board and he's like throwing knives. Yeah, yeah, with the, it's so good. I was not like, expecting this show to be as good. funny as it is either. Oh, Hara is so fucking funny, and that's it's one so thing that good. Really downplay. I mean, there are large portions of the show where he's literally they're just fucking with you, like they're it's not so even funny. pretending not to. It's great. And like like you said, like no one that's not really something I was expecting going into the series cuz it just it seems so like kind of aloof and artsy when you just see people posting the screenshots or the gifs or whatever, Definitely. but it's wild. It's all over the place. There was a shot that I sent to my one friend. Um there was like a sequence that was just Toga with his shirt partially unbuttoned, like lounging on various pieces of furniture and I was like, oh, "Why yes. is he so slutty? What's going on?" <laughs> with this oh slutty is a good word to describe toga yeah she was like i never would have described him as slutty but somehow it works like that fits him it's just not something i would have thought it's so so good i love it (laughs) i kind of i kind of love how terrible everyone in this show is no one is free of sin and i think it's great and that's kind of one of that's kind of one of the reasons why Alice made the jokes about uh, don't let people know that you yeah. like Mickey is because yeah. like there are issues with Mickey, even though on the surface he definitely seems like sort of the uwu unproblematic. I was going to say he yeah. seems like, you know, at first glance, the most maybe well adjusted. I know that's not true, but, you know, the well, non-threatening no, it, character. Ironically, of the student council, with the exception of maybe Naname, he is the most well adjusted. And that's not mm-hmm. a good thing. Yeah. It's if that's our standard for for what we're working with here, not a good sign. Yeah. But it'll be good. He, he, like I, I will say that like Mickey never gets bad so much as Mickey is, you always have to remember that A, he's significantly younger. Yeah. And B, that a lot of his, a lot of what he does is a mixture of performativity and he's trying to be a thing or to be like someone or what he thinks he's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Or it's, he has a moral compass that Toga and company have not yet managed to exercise from him. Mm -hmm. But he hangs around the worst people all the time. Yeah, like, which can't be good. It's there, but it's also kind of diseased. Yeah, like Absolutely. I hate to have to inform you that in one of the light novels, there is a canon horny scene between Mickey oh, good. and Toga. Great. You mean like literally half the time they interact with each other in the show, is it? I mean more so? I mean more more overt more overtly horny. <laughs> I've not read it myself, so I can't really, like, mm-hmm. give any sort of take on it or description, but that is what I have uh, heard. We will maybe mm-hmm. eventually get to the light novels if I ever feel like it. It would require reading, and I just, like, yeah. don't, don't vibe with that. Not right now. Yeah, now, not right now. How do the light novels relate to the canon of the series? Are they written by Ikuhara? Um mm, I think it's sort of like... 
there's like levels of like canon like canonization like there's like mm-hmm. a level canon b level canon and i feel like the light okay. novels are probably like b or c level canon so it's not like okay. it all it all counts but whether yeah. or not you want to consider it like a hundred percent part of what happened is generally up to up to mm-hmm. your own discretion even ikahara like when asked questions about like the universe of Utena, you could ask him the same question in different years or even probably different months and he would give you like a different answer because his even his like i love that for him establishment of canon is uh subject to his whims yeah Yeah, i mean it's it's very it's a weirdly like character guardian way of doing it where like on one hand a lot of his answers are intentionally him making a joke and on Mm. the other hand it's like the asking the question itself is kind of self-defeating because it supposes something about Utsuna as a artistic project which yeah. it doesn't really have which is really funny considering that right now as we record this but it will be over by the time this episode goes up probably there mm-hmm. is an event going on where you can uh ask there's going to be some sort of panel that's being held and it's going to have Ikahara and Chiho Saito the mangaka and oh they are going to be answering questions and you can submit questions on Twitter by asking the question and having the hashtag #AskUtena creators so so funny apparently some questions are going to be asked and i heartily anticipate what their answers will be i've sent out some questions already i will probably think of some more before the deadline but the, the deadline is the 15th and yep this episode will not be out by then so i hope everyone got to send in their questions that's really fun oh my gosh I'll have to see if I can, like, finish the entire show before then so I can go and look at everyone's (laughs) questions and see what's going on. Oh, that's so cool. I hope you get something answered. If anyone deserves it, it's you. Oh, well, uh, there's uh, there are a bunch of people from the the fandom that are sending in questions. And I'm I'm just excited to see what everyone has to ask and see what they decide to answer. I asked some I asked a couple non-ame centric questions. I don't anticipate them being answered, but um. I gotta rep my girl. Yeah, wait. Who were your two's favorite characters? I didn't ask. My favorite character is Nanami because you gotta respect the queen. Absolutely. All hail. Alice is... um, I'm gonna guess to see if I remember who Alice's favorite character is, okay? Okay. I think it's Utena. Did I win? Yay! Yay. I remember. I didn't mention this before. I also like Utena, um, but that's because I have protagonist syndrome, so I always like the protagonist just a little bit. The thing about Utena is that I kind of see Utena in a lot of ways as containing basically everyone else, if that makes sense. She's the like, ultimate protagonist. She is kind mm-hmm. of. Like, she is a fool. Um, that's yeah. one consistent thing that uh, Ikora said about her, and he's very right. She's, she's dumb. But, I love it for her. Which I like. You know, it's great. But she's the lesbian uh, female himbo. We're not going to call her a bimbo because I don't like that. I don't think it fits her either. All the stuff that every other character has going on, she kind of has too. Like, Mm -hmm. she has these toxic relationships, both platonic and non-platonic. She has this sort of like, she kind of has like Togo and Sioji's thing where she is unable to connect to someone that's still super important to her in the way that she wants to yeah you know like she is both 
chasing the shadow of the prince and unable to connect to that, but while well, still obviously trying to, mm-hmm. but also has Andy right there. And even though they literally live in the same building together and spent all of their time together, there's a fundamental part of Anthony which she has zero access to. Yeah. It's just you it's me really and this cool. brick wall you built between us. Absolutely. Their their relationship is something else. Like just because of the stuff that you hear about Utena, like as a series that a lot of lesbians are into, I think I was expecting something very different coming from those two when I first started the show. I've definitely heard people say that before. What was it that you feel like you were expecting? I guess there's no bad answer. No, absolutely. More like mutual understanding and communication from the start, I guess. Like something that struck out to me immediately was how Utina was really only concerned with the Rose Bride stuff because it was an inconvenience to her um, <laughs> and intruding on like what she had going on um, and her concern for Anthe wasn't really there. Um, I know that's something that gets addressed. It does get addressed she she, she cares a lot more later when she realized the the scope of it but yeah exactly that initial one is she is the boorish knight who busts up she could solve this problem finds a bigger problem and then all of a sudden you know where where is the compassion that drove you before yes exactly which is kind of fun like i said i kind of like how everyone's a little bit terrible and that it's not as I guess positive of a relationship as it might seem like it is. It's an approach to a lot of things is uh, not going to let that ruin my day. Exactly. Which I get. I love it. (laughs) There's a lot of nuance, which I appreciate that I think like just by virtue of any fan base, because of what you see, like you're only seeing select parts of what goes on, doesn't necessarily come across. Oh, absolutely. If you just went by like, even just like production art and stuff like that, you would think that mm-hmm. like, they are way more, I don't want to say way more into each other, because that's yeah. kind of complicated. But you would think that there was <clears throat> a lot more, maybe more warmth there. Yes. Than, yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Than there is especially the first arc and then like yes throughout like the second arc as it sort of uh begins to thaw Mm. Uh, there is warmth like throughout it's just that later on a lot of it's more implied than there you know Mm -hmm. we get this sort of like they're either they eat together every day and yeah they like hang out on the grounds and they still do that but i don't know like you're right. I hadn't thought about it that way, but it does. They they stop showing you that as much, even though they imply it's still happening all the time. Mm-hmm. There's an intensity that develops in their relationship yes. uh, as the series goes on, because a lot of times it seems like in the beginning, Ujanae thinks that what's happening to Anthe is fucked up and she wants to help, but like she's just sort of doing it because she thinks it's the right thing to do. Yes. And then like it becomes more and more that she is doing it not just because it's the right thing to do but also because she genuinely cares about Anthony yes, and I, I love the way that that like Develops. the subtlety of the way that it deepens mm, it's really good so I'm excited to see where it keeps going uh this is totally unrelated to what we were talking about before but I was again looking through some of my messages that I sent to my friends when I was watching it and I can't believe that the show has a body switching episode. It's so good. It's so good. Like of all the tropes to pull out, 
it's out there and I love it. It was so, oh my fucking God. I can't tell you how satisfying it was to see Anthe finally slap someone back. Why does she get hit so much? That's oh. one of the main things that bothers me about this series. Can everyone stop hitting her, please? I think by by where you are now, you will probably not see I was going to say it's uh, Anthe hitting because uh, it's it's definitely tapered off. Yeah, very significantly. But I don't remember very much in the last like I, I consider it more an arc and a half, but it is two separate yeah. arcs, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get and, you. Uh, but that helps. Was fun Thanks. to see her knock someone's lights out. Love so that for good. her. You love to see mm -hmm. it. We do love to see it. You are four episodes away from the best not the best of the the inexplicable episodes of why is this here yes okay i'm very excited i will have to keep that in mind um i will Alice make sure to update both of you on what the focus of that episode is i heard it in her voice but i'm yes. not going to i'm not going to elaborate any further <laughs> i think i heard a little bit of it too we'll we'll see if i'm right about my guess but i shouldn't i should start powering through this series again i gotta very fun i gotta i wanted to ask you both do you have a particular relationship or dynamic in the show that interests you uh, more than the others hmm that's a good question yeah it can be something you know terrible but if it interests you i get it oh i've got a several please um, so valid. yeah you have one in my hand yeah no you i mean i do but you can go first um i was thinking Mickey and his sister, yeah, the twins, interest me on a lot of levels because it's such a it's such a weird relationship because mm. it's so like people really focus on the sort of the weird incestuous angle and it's there and it you got to talk about it but I also mm. feel like sit people sometimes overread there and they're the least sexual incest relationship. I was gonna say aside from. Well, I, I I will say aside from Nanami and Toga, but that's like a whole other whole other conversation. Yeah. It, because what's really like so much stuff is going on here. You have two kids who are left alone because their their parents are basically not at are not there. Mm -hmm. I think their mother might be dead. I, she's dead, isn't she? Is she's definitely out of the picture. I believe mm -hmm. she might be dead, but I don't. Their, know. their father we know is alive, but he's super absent. Like they and only have each other, and they are unable. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's a thing. Oh jeez. Wow. Um, they're so alienated from everyone else that mm. that they only have each other, and it's fascinating to watch what that alienation does and yes. how it sort of manifests. And they're not all that different. Like you, it seems like they're super radically different, but they're really not. Mm -hmm. They have manifested this a, the same alienation in two different ways, but both of those ways are not helpful and harmful and further isolate them from both each other and yes. everyone else. They're doing the same thing. It just looks different. The aesthetics have changed, but the mm -hmm. fundamental alienation is not. Well said. One relationship that I, I want to say like, but like is not the word, but mm -hmm. one, one relationship that sticks out to me is very interesting as uh toga and sayonji <laughs> because yeah. they have this like fucked up friendship and it yes. it makes me sad because i feel mm -hmm. like they could 
I don't know. I feel like there's like potential there for them to not have such a fucked up relationship. Mm. But the problem is that Toga is trying to be Akio and he thinks that if he he thinks that if he like acts a certain way and does things like even when they don't necessarily bring him the satisfaction or pleasure that he thinks that they're supposed to. He mm. thinks that that's how he's going to get ahead. And it results in severe mistreatment of his, arguably his best friend. Yeah. One of his only actual friends who like is very clearly willing to basically do anything for him. Yeah. And, Although that imbalance, it makes for like a really unstable and not healthy friendship. Like oh, I love power imbalances. They're so they clearly, good. They clearly, there is a, a deep care there. I refuse mm-hmm. to believe that Toga doesn't care about Sayonji, even if he no, like, is willing to kind of walk over Sayonji in pursuit of his own aims. I really, mm-hmm. be- I cannot not believe that there is like actual care there because they yeah. it's implied that they've had that they've been friends for a little while like since yes like, since they were children and although although toga there are things about toga's backstory that kind of get fleshed out in the movie that kind of give some hints as to how toga started to be the fucking shithead that he is mm-hmm. but that wasn't always that way and like i feel like they probably became friends before toga started to get like fucked up and start doing fucked up things and they probably do care about each other but toga just needs to stop listening to akio and go i don't know like take some economics classes or something to get a hobby <laughs> like i like the business major that we know you could be yeah like i feel like he's just set up to like run some company and probably exactly be, like, not the best boss but not like total fucking evil <laughs> i support this yeah. i support this assessment i love i, I love know- the, the bad boys the terrible boys oh, yeah. i get it I've only just barely scratched the surface of Akio too, so oh boy, yeah. I don't necessarily get that angle of it. But I, I know already it's not going to be fun. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm here for it. Akio uh, is a lot and a lot, a lot. Yeah, Fern, you really like music. I do. Yeah. I want to know what you think yes. about. Oh, you just reminded me of something else that I wanted to bring up. Thank you so much, Panda. There is no way we couldn't talk about the music. No, absolutely. I'm really, really, really intrigued by the song that plays during all of the duels. Not the song that plays when Utena is going up to the dueling arena. That one, that one, I maybe skip sometimes. Sorry, I know that's probably not a good thing to say. That's Unmei Moku Shiroku. Yeah. Sometimes I just want to get into the action. But I'm very intrigued by the way the lyrics seem to change during the duels based on what's going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're kind of they're kind of hard to keep track of with the subtitles overlapping them. A lot of the uh, duelists have like individual songs that are specific That's so cool. to them. Yeah. So one of these days, I really want to like you know go back and watch those scenes and just concentrate on what's going on in the lyrics. Um, I like when they say ammonite. I think that's really fun. <laughs> Just because I like ammonite as a thing. I was talking to my friend 
the one who had written the series of essays. I've been trying to get her to watch Princess Tutu for a really long time. And one day I was just like, you gotta watch it. Because more and more, Utena was reminding me so much of it. I've definitely heard those comparisons. Yeah, like I wasn't necessarily expecting it, but something about the musical cues, how classically influenced it is, and also specific to Black Rose arc, the way that the duels help the antagonistic, in quotes, characters um, relieve some kind of emotional burden that they have. That's something that comes up in Tutu a lot. Um, Like whenever she dances with one of the other characters, it's to help free them from something that's bothering them versus like, you know, defeating them in a more traditional way, Um, which I think is really nice. Hell yeah, dance battle. And I really love Tutu. It's one of my favorite animes. So I'm excited to see if those comparisons. I didn't know that I would like it. I have seen enough. It's really good. I also cute. think the Tutu is another show that has a fan fucking tastic dub. I've only watched the dub because I don't know why I started with it, but then I went back to the sub afterwards and I'm like, I don't necessarily like Ahira's voice in the sub. It's yeah. a little more poised, and I don't know that that necessarily fits her because she's kind of a mess. <laughs> so, oh, I just think that her English dub actress is really, really charming. Yeah. I can't remember her name. I think it's like Christine something, maybe. Anyway. I've always, I always loved the, one of the things that was really surprised me about Utena that I didn't expect, mm. the weird power metal thing. Yeah. Oh is, my God, absolutely. Those are really good. Yeah. And the lyrics to them are like, just like really wild in the fact, in the sense that they're just, it's something, it's, it's like, what if Dio, if he could actually write lyrics? Mm-hmm. That's Ronnie James Dio for the record. Yes, Exactly. That's Ronnie so James funny. Dios. I love it. There's there's a meme waiting to be made there. <laughs> um, I think your power metal comparison is really, really apt, like for the music and the lyrics too. Just the way they're like so almost overly embellished. It does feel very that or, that has that kind of grand scale that could either apply to something classical or to like on really... second thought, like it probably works better because like the thing about both like really the sort of what we call classical, but it was really just more of stream music yes. and power metal is that they are both very overly aware of themselves yes. as being a spectacle. As yes, being a exactly. thing that is there, like the artificiality of those things mm-hmm. is part of, the, achieve, part of the appeal, which does work for Utena. Where I was going to say, work- Utena in itself is a spectacle. And it's yeah. so, like, the self-referential qualities of it, that idea of excess that comes up again and again. Utena is extremely aware of just how artificial Over the top. The point where it's doing it on purpose. Yes. Like, it adds stuff, like the weird little, like, arrows and... Yeah! Oh, I love that shit. When the repeated sequences of animation. Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I was thinking about the music specifically. I'm trying to remember how I felt about it before I, like, got ready for tonight. I don't know that there's, aside from, like, the songs that play during the duels, if there are particular things that I've picked up on. I want to try and pay more attention to the musical cues. Like specific a lot going on. Yes, to keep track of. I think during Black Rose arc particularly, I've just been very enamored with the visuals. So that's where all my attention goes. And I'm like, oh, I gotta make sure I pause it right here so I can get this screenshot that doesn't have any of the text in it. <laughs> 
but only semi-related. During my Yu Yu Hakusho rewatch, I've been, just because I have like the time now, I'm really focused on the different musical cues that happen. I'm like, oh, this song's really good. Or like, oh, this is the sound effect that was used in the beginning of Ping Pong. Guys, just so you know, it's the Ping Pong sound effect. It all comes back to Ping Pong. It does. So hopefully when I watch Utena again, I'll be able to make note of those things. I think repeated musical motifs are a really fun way to establish depth in a scene or whatever. Or like to say something really subtly about what's going on. Or not so subtly if it's Utena. Yeah. Utena is dense, but it's not like it's not really very subtle. Like No, exactly. It's just it is what it is. You just have to be making sure that you're actually paying attention to it. Yes. Have you ever heard of a movie called Suspiria? Um, I've heard of it. I really want to see it. I haven't had a chance to yet, but I adore horror. You should watch the Ital- original Italian okay. version of the movie because Absolutely. a lot of the stuff in Utna and also in a bunch of other Ikihara stuff mm-hmm. is very Suspiria was was a big um was a big influence of Ikihara. <gasps> That's so cool. Yeah, and a lot of oh my the God. shit. And, it, and this one, as well as all of the weird shit in a mm. later that he did, Hirakuma, are just straight up lifted from Suspiria's use of bizarre background stuff, as well as that and The Shining. That's so cool. Oh, the Shining definitely comes up in Hirakuma. Uh, oh, yeah. They were filmed when they okay. were filming The Shining um, as a part of like just making things unsettling. They would yeah. straight up change the background mildly between shots. Yeah. And they would move shit. And you kind of register, your brain registers it even though you don't. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, th- that's, I mean, that's kind of what he's doing. Ikihara does that really obviously. Like he will point at things and point arrows at things. And yes. stuff that he is not pointing at will change. Yes, absolutely. And it's why oh, is this that's happening? That's so cool. Really just because he's, he's fucking with you. But he's doing yeah. it for a very specific reason, which is mm-hmm. this needs to feel as as unreal and as artificial and as stagey as possible. That's so cool. Oh so, my god, I had no idea that that was a major influence of his. Wow. Yeah, uh, I love horror. Earlier of uh, sub shows within the show, yes. one of the things that we technically started but have only done one episode of is. Mm. Uh, called Ikahara Book Club, where we take hmm. a look at things that influenced Utena or other uh, Ikahara works. And the first episode was about a a book called Damien, which is where the uh, crack the world shell egg speech <gasps> is kind of like, not 100% lifted from, but like, it's very heavily influenced, like, to the point of taking whole phrases, but kind of like, mm-hmm. it, it was very the context. sort of made into its own thing for yes. Utena, but like the, the similarities, it's like, it's very obvious. And I didn't read Damien because I said that my one, my one rule for if we ever talked about Damien on the show is that I was not going to read it and they could just tell me about it. And it was fun. That's so funny. <laughs> I have ADHD. I don't have time to read old German I books. get it. I hear you. Oh my God, it's in German. Yeah, I don't blame you. Well, I mean, there's English translations. But yeah, like, but still. It's <laughs> worth reading as a book, but like you didn't miss that much. No, I get you. That's so fun. Oh my gosh. I can't wait till I'm able to go and listen to your episodes. I'm going to like tear through them (laughs) after I'm done. 
That's my favorite thing about finishing a series is being able to tear through like, you know, all the stuff my friends have said, look at the TV drops page, <laughs> go and like, look at fan theories without fear of spoilers. Like once I finish something, I just go on a content consuming binge and it's the best. How many episodes do you have? That's a good that question. Are out? Um, a lot. I don't know if I you can... like number them as they release. We there the original series episodes are numbered, and then each mm. like sub show has like a like its own numbering. But there yes. are 131 tracks uploaded to SoundCloud, Damn. but some of those are from when we covered Sarah Zanmai as mm. like a a sub podcast within the podcast uh of course i and the two uh owners of empty movement went through sarah zamai as it was coming out and basically did uh episodes every week and there are a few uh there are a few like episodes that aren't entirely uh like just singular episode recaps but mm. uh there's, I think, like 16 or 17 of those. So we've got mm. over 100 episodes of this. Fuck yeah. Good for you. Did you have a big party when you released the 100th one, or were you not really keeping track at that point? I not keeping track. I didn't notice. I only noticed the other day that we had gone over 100. So That's so cool. Maybe when, we, maybe when we hit 150, I'll try to yeah. keep an eye on it. Celebrate! Yeah. Um. I only just remembered this because I was thinking back to other stuff we talked about. The intro theme, did you have someone compose that specifically for the show or was it like an 8-bit rendition that already existed? It was an 8-bit rendition that already existed. Okay, just curious. I, I love 8-bit anime covers. Okay. I love 8-bit covers in general. They're just my little indulgence. That was really fun. A pleasant surprise to hear. Yeah, uh, it's the and the end theme is also an eight bit version of the first end theme from uh, <gasps> like the first arc. Oh, that's so cool! Yeah. Oh wow, that'll the be fun. The theme yeah. song is the best part of our uh, best part of our podcast. I walked down the aisle at my wedding to an orchestral version of the Utena theme song. That's so good! <laughs> oh my god, Panda! That, I really respect your happened. commitment in real life and alice was the officiant of my wedding so she can verify that's so good oh my gosh oh that's so cool wow <laughs> i feel like i was supposed to podcast after you did that it was very it was very disorienting <laughs> i can only imagine are there anything that your opinion has changed on over the course of watching the show like something that you you had like a first impression, but as things have unfolded, you have had to reconsider that. I know it's a very broad yes. question, but. No, I get you. I guess like I was saying before, Utina um, and Anthe's relationship was something that struck out to me as different than I was anticipating. I wasn't expecting to see Sionji return as a character necessarily. <laughs> um, or like I was wondering what was going to happen to him after those first few episodes. I remember being really struck by the scene of him and Toga as kids when that first came up with like the whole coffin thing. Yeah. My one friend who's super into Utena also said that she really likes Sionji as a character. And I was like, really? All right. I'm going to choose to trust you on this. Oh, he's, he's awful. He's awful. But I have, I do have a soft spot for yeah. Sionji. Um, no, I get it. Because in, in some ways he's awful, but he's also, extremely stupid and yeah. 
I just I want better for him because mm-hmm. like it is clear over the co- course of the show that some of his worst traits are probably very much a result of the way that he's been treated by Toga over the years. Yeah. Which is always fun. Yeah. I do unrelated to his character. I didn't really appreciate the double denim look he had going on in those couple episodes with Wakaba. That Serena, was a look. You need to watch the live action musicals because Please. he wears the he wears the denim jacket in the musical. Oh my god. Oh my lord. In the Black Rose Art musical. It's so the, good. The Black Rose Art musical is so good. It's so good. Now, so explain good. to me why there's a Black Rose Arc musical. Are there musicals for like each individual arc? Well, so and it's yeah, it's uh the first arc had a musical and it was just they were like we're just going to do this for like the big 20th the Utena mm-hmm. 20th anniversary and there's been Utena musicals before. There's been a okay. couple. There, one of them in particular is available on YouTube and it was made in like 1997 and the actress oh, that it. plays Utena has like, she doesn't have pink hair, like nobody has like color hair, yeah. everybody has like like normal like black hair, mm-hmm. but it's like kind of styled in the way yeah. that the characters are. There is a horrifying man in a choo-choo costume. Good. It's just... I enjoy it because it is hilarious, but it is not what I would call good. So nobody had any expectations for this musical when they announced it for the 20th anniversary, but Mm -hmm. it ended up fucking slaps. It's real good. And uh, did so well that it got they decided to do a second one for Black Rose Arc. Oh, that's so cool anticipating the announcement of a third musical this year but well fingers crossed you know we're we're hoping that we're hoping to get more there'll probably Mm -hmm. there's gonna be any more musicals i don't think that they're gonna do two musicals i think they'll just like take Mm -hmm. the, the last arcs and kind of like mush it into one because okay. I-, I feel like asking for four musicals is a lot. I feel like that's not likely for something like Utena. But Honestly the last two arcs could probably go into one musical. Yeah. You easily. could you could cut some stuff out and while it would you know it would disappoint people who are fans of the stuff that would be cut out like you could probably streamline it some. The Black Rose Art yeah. musical streamlines a lot of like the duels. There's not there's mm-hmm. only like three duels instead of like all of the side character duels it's only like Mm -hmm. wakaba kozue and shiori so Mm -hmm. like it really it really pairs down the the plot and so i imagine that if they make another one that's what they're gonna do but the black roads musical is the one that i went and saw in person and it fucking that's so cool so good and there's like translated subtitles available for oh uh, very cool and translated subtitles but they're translated subtitles uh Mm -hmm. and they're available in places on the internet yeah i get you difficult to find i i own a blu-ray of the the first musical it doesn't have subtitles but i own it and it's very it's very nice i like it Mm -hmm. yeah i like to look at this if you like musicals i definitely recommend i was gonna say 
It's very good. As like a former theater person, I'm just obsessed with the idea of stage plays and musical adaptations of anime. I think it's so fun and bizarre and over the top. Um, And oftentimes they're really, really good. It's absolutely bonkers to me how popular this is as like a medium. Yeah, as like a genre of media. It's so funny. But it's I'm so living good. for it. There's, I saw someone, this is only sort of related, I saw someone on Tumblr um, who I followed recently for Hunter Hunter and Yu Yu Hakusho stuff post a picture of the stage play actor for Kurama and the stage play actor for Jury next to each other. I'm not sure if they're played by the same person, but they had the same kind of like gay arms crossed stance. And that's what I think was being pointed out in the comments. So I'll have to see if I can dig that up. It was the fun. actress that plays Jury has the strongest most severe lesbian energy mm. in a human being and you I'd know whether it. whether she's acting or not i don't care because she's incredible yeah. and uh there are there are plenty of fans within uh the the utina fandom that are mm. specifically fans of her i'm not gonna I'm not going to name any names, Abby, but uh-huh. uh, some people have gone to meet her at two different uh, events God. for the Super Live and then also saw her in Japan. Well, it's incredible. whoever these people are, I support them. <laughs> I respect the commitment. But for, for real, like the musicals own and uh, you yeah, can watch you can watch both of them without having seen the rest of the show since it only covers those two. They, I mean, it <laughs> yeah, kind of, exactly. It incorporates some stuff that it kind of streamlines, like, some of the character arcs. Like, you see more mm-hmm. audio in the Black Rose musical because it's, like, okay. setting it's setting him up more for the the final arc, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, you, I don't think it would, like, I don't think it would spoil nah. specifically. I get you. Yeah. Without the context, it's not necessarily going to be yeah, dire. Yeah, I think. I think you would probably see it, and then once you were watching more episodes, be like, oh. Oh, exactly. Like that. It's definitely, like, it's made from the, it, it's made in a way that's very much from the perspective of the arc after the Black Rose arc. Okay. That's, that's neat to know. I guess then it might be fun to, like, watch it now, and then watch it again after I'm done with the next arc. Um, it's got some genuinely, really fun numbers, yeah. and... Some of the acting in that in that in that in the in the musical is just really really surprisingly mm-hmm. good. Oh yeah, like they, it's very obvious that they studied like the body yeah. like composure of the characters that they're playing. Oh, like, I love shit like that. Like I said, like the girl that plays Jury, like she does like the very severe like arms cross, like kind of like hip tilt, like very yes. like very severe posture mm. like it's just and 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 the girl that plays nanami oh my <gasps> god she is so good she has uh she has her own song in each musical and that's so good I oh, i'm so happy it, for her i was like five feet away from her at one point and i thought i was going to pass out and die <laughs> <laughs> it was incredible. i'm so happy for you Every God. every episode becomes uh, me talking about the musicals because they are so good. I I get it. I respect you. You gotta you gotta you know preach your cause to the new the newcomer. <laughs> I'm obsessed with the fashion in this show as oh well God, as like yes. an aside. Like for a sh- 
for a show that has characters wearing like only the same outfits most of the time yeah like, everything is so like i love the it's way so that clean. everything is so they only like, need this- one the student council uniforms are all like they have their own individual little touches yeah. and yes. even though they fit like a similar theme and even like even though all of the like other girl uniforms kind of look the same the way that mm-hmm. characters wear them and the way that they act yes. kind of like makes them all feel a little different like i yeah. know that uh i know that when i like just see like just the default uh uniform like i'll think of like wakaba but somebody else might think of like shiori or kozue and i just think that that's very i think that's fun they're so good i want to just cosplay the series so i have an excuse to wear the uniform it's who are you cosplaying i've i mean i have protagonist syndrome i feel like i have to cosplay (laughs) utena i can definitely see it speaking of that uniform um, how how much psychic damage did you take the episode where oh, she right. wears the uniform? You're oh like, my god! I know it was so like it was kind of fun to see. I was I've been thinking in the back of my mind like I wonder what she would look like in the girl's uniform. But like knowing the context, I was just like, oh, I don't want this. Was, oh, I don't want this under really these circumstances. Oh, that is a very classic Igahara ism. Is where he makes you go. I kind of want to see this. And then once he yeah. gives you this, it's like, no, it's like no, never mind. Not like this. Not like Take this. it back. Does that happen again in this show? Um, Not that, but. Not like that. That yeah. feeling? Kind of, yeah. Well, that yes. That visceral upsetness? Not, I, was, I was specifically not the uniform, but that no, I uh, feeling, that feeling comes back sometimes. The feeling's hmm. like okay. happy anime. You'll be Say like, I want to know more about this, and then yeah, then you never do. mind. No, I don't. No, you really didn't. You really, really. Didn't. <laughs> but you know, maybe I do want to not want it. Yeah, that's it's part of it. It's part of the experience. Yeah. Are there any other things that you wanted to talk about? Um. I was actually going to say I might have to like dip soonish if we're that's reaching okay. what looks like a good to- stopping point. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that, like, we didn't miss anything that you wanted to bring up. No, absolutely. I appreciate it. Yeah, I think I hit most of the stuff I was thinking about. I'm probably going to remember something later, but that's okay. One question. Yes. My last one question for you is, do you have any predictions or is there any, like, do you have any feelings on where you think things are going to go from here? That's a good question. Oh, my God. Hmm. Look at it this way. You're almost definitely going to be wrong, but sin boldly. Did you say sin boldly? Yes. I mean, I don't Go think anyone... The craziest thing you can think of. God, no one's going to die in this show, right? I don't feel like this is the kind of show where someone dies, but maybe that's something I should prepare myself for just in case. It depends on what you think of as death. Yeah, that's, that's valid. Let me see. I'm thinking maybe that... Anthe's gonna betray Utina at some point, in some way. I don't know what that would entail. I was saying that by the end of the Black Rose, like, every episode, I'm like, Anthe is going to turn on her, do something really bad. Do something. Every episode, it's like, when does it happen? It's fun. When is the shoe going to drop? I love how small but knowing clown Anthe is. Like, every time I look at her face, 
I'm like, what is what is going on in that head? Why her hair rolls are so big. They're full of secrets. Exactly. It's so good. Oh, hmm. Oh my god, wait. I just remembered something else that like this is totally off topic that I wanted to mention, but in like the last episode of the Black Rose arc, Nanami was talking about how they should try and get Utuna to join the student council. And it was just so exciting to see her kind of accept her. Like, I I took a screenshot of the subtitle and was like, when you consider the situation, we need her as a friend. And I'm like, wow, friend. And then the other student council members are like, but we're barely even friends. And the Nami was like, well, then what what do you mean? What does that make us then? What are we? And it was it was so nice to see her like, you know, take that approach and not be so, you know, I'm going at this alone. I can only go at this alone. She becomes surprisingly pragmatic and surprisingly yeah. all at the same time. Yeah, it's really great. I'm I'm enjoying seeing her in a position of authority. It's fun. One of the reasons that Nanami is my favorite character is yes. that she she gets a lot of nuance as the series goes mm-hmm. on, and even more so, uh, like as it reaches the end. Yes. Also, the best episode of the series is about her. Uh, yes, oh, yeah. that's true. She also gets her own clip show episode, so that's in- it's that's- really fun. Thank you, Ikuhara, for my life. That's how you know. That's how you know she's the best <laughs> by the creator, by the word of God himself, the word of Dios himself. I really love that, like, the big almighty driving force in this series is literally just God. Just say <laughs> Dios. It's so, it's so funny to me. But I respect Dios it. Is you know. interesting. And yes. one day um, you will know. Yeah, I'm excited to know things. Um, I hope I get to see Nanami and Utena become sort of friends. Whatever approximation of friends they can become. That's less a prediction and more of a, a wish. Or you're secreting that out into the universe about a yeah, 20-year-old exactly. anime. Please. Please, God, <laughs> give me this. Give me give me Utena Nanami fan art. That's what I want to see in this world. Yes. At Spitting Lizards with your Utena Nanami fan art. Please. I mean, I guess I sort of have the power to make this happen. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Well, I guess, uh, Alice, do you have any final questions? I did have one. Yes, tell me. But it's really just me going, am I alone or is the absolute worst episode of this show the one where, what's his name, um, Nanami's little manservant. Yeah. The worst episode of anything you've ever seen. That was a lot. Every single every single interaction in that thing is incredibly uncomfortable. Except for that one where like, Anthony obviously knows all the what's all happening here joke wise that she's just like playing with Utsuna like It's so funny. Aren't we friends like that, Utsuna? It's It's so good. It's the only part of it that's not the worst. I hated it. She's a small but knowing clown. She really is. Yeah, that whole situation is a lot. Um I really I really um appreciated him asking Utana what it means to be an adult as if she's not just a slightly taller child. It's very easy to forget how young everyone in the show is. I just I, I needed someone who for whom it was more fresh to commiserate with me about how that's the worst thing that ever happens. No, I get you. It was a lot. I I was also laughing really hard though. I got a screenshot of the lyrics um during that duel and it said like the absolute man or something. It's like so that. horny. Why is yeah, it so it horny? Is. 
And I posted a picture and I was like, this is what peak male performance looks like. You may not realize it. This is the absolute man. It was so much. No, I completely understand. I agree. I I did not have fun with that one. Alice, you are valid. It's the worst. All right. Well, I guess that that brings us to to an interesting close. Hell yeah. Uh, Listener, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at cast and if you'd like to follow me on twitter you can do that at impandonata alice where can people find you on the internet they can find me at lyrewolf l-y-r-e-w-u-l-f and uh serena where can people find you online should you wish to be found oh i would love to be found you can find me at spitting lizards toy toy and acetic acid on tumblr spitting lizards is my twitter at but yes Please come talk to me if you'd like. I will I will link you to my Utena live tweet thread if anyone would like to see my further descent into the series. Oh hell yeah. Send me the uh send me like the link to the very first tweet and I'll uh Oh absolutely. I'll I think I started it. it at Black Rose Arc. Um Okay. Well that's fine. Yeah. I got two more to get to, so there'll be a lot of stuff in there. And if you would like to support the show, you could do that at uh our Patreon, which is where oh, you can get the Nanamu keychains like Serena. I just recently. got my Nanamus in the mail. I'm so excited. Aww. I'm sending one each to my two friends that really got me into this show. Aww, that's why I got that's three very of them. Nice. Yes, I'm very excited for them to get them. You can find the link to our Patreon pretty much anywhere you can find us on the internet. And if you would like to talk to us, you can do that on Twitter or at our email at imagineandutina at gmail.com. And I think that's it. We have a Tumblr, but nobody uses Tumblr except, I guess, Serena, (laughs) because you plugged yours. Revolutionize the world, everybody. Revolutionize the world. See you later.